see why the yeshiva is so matzliach. Everything starts on time. <laughs> and I uh, thank the Rosh Hashiva, Shabbos, for inviting me. And you suggested 8.30, I said 8.45, so I try to come on time as well. So I apologize, I was 30 seconds early. But uh, the Eilam over here, due to its chashivas, So the request is always this particular schmooze. If you're going to mention it to somebody else and quote it, quote all of it. Because otherwise it could be misquoted. I say that almost about every time I speak. But uh, this one especially because people get a little nervous and you start speaking about Hanukkah and Mesiavnim and influences and culture. So... The debate always in Klai Yisrael is we're in Gullus. We were in Gullus during Bayashani. Back given a Sefer on Chumash repeats that theme a few times. Hanukkah took place. Gullus Esther was between Bayashani and Bayashani. Hanukkah takes place in Eretz Yisrael during Bayashani, but the whole matzav was a matzav of uh, Gullus, almost an extension of the Gullus Bovo. And there was a debate then, which hasn't really stopped. It'll stop in Mr. Shaman in about 20, 25 minutes, I hope. But there were those in Klai Yisrael who tainted that if we're with the Goyim controlling us and surrounding us, and when Gullus, Eretz Yisrael, America, Bovo, so you have to compromise a little bit and let some of it in because if you're so stark and so uncompromising, so Halila can get uh, violent and the Yavonim are not going to understand. And the Yavonim Befrat, this is why in America we identify with Hanukkah more than they did probably for a couple of thousand years. There was no conversation in Europe between the Eden and the Goyim. There was nothing to discuss. Maybe Efsher and the least uh, by the Svardim, maybe certain Kufas, maybe. But for Klai Yisrael, since Bayashani and the Avonim, for many Kufas, there, there was no Shaykhats whatsoever, which made things a little more dangerous, but a little less dangerous for the Ruchnias. And the discussion by the Yavanim was whether or not they're friendly, they have chokhmah, they have a little ball playing also, knew what's so bad. The fact that the dress code during their Olympics was different than our ball playing was missed by some people. Like, no dress code. People say, no, they're playing ball, so they play like this, they play like that. What does it make? And they're willing to even take a Chumash and translate it, that was considered uh, one of the reasons for Asar Beteves. Because they came in saying, we love Chachma, we love you, we love Chachma. So we'll translate this, you take some of ours. What's the problem? And we know, by Megillah says, we know that Rev. Klai Yisrael at the beginning had big tainas and Mordechai, why are you putting us in Sakana? What's not written, but is never pushed by me, is they had big tainas on Matisio and the Maccabim. What are you doing? First, you, 
First you leave because you can't be medactate ba'alacha and you go live in cave? Mamish caveman. It's been used before, the expression. I'm sure, well, what do you have to, taking things too far, you have to be so fanatic? So Chiddush number one is they felt that if we can't do it perfectly and we have to start making changes, better to be in caves. After a little while, they realized they can't continue to exist and Klaisa won't survive in Ruchmius. So they had a Chiddush Nifla. Hilchaz Yehovah, Yavr, and Simen Kufna Zayin is all about when they come to you, Rachman Lislan, and they say, the Shas Hashma, do any Aver, even do Rabban, even a Minig, or Gimel Aver, it's That's when they come to us. It doesn't say anywhere, and was never done before or since. It doesn't say anywhere that you go on the offensive and start a Muhammad you can't possibly win on paper. And the odds are a thousand to one. It doesn't say anywhere you start a Muhammad like that. And I'm sure there were plenty of people from the editorials to the bloggers that had a, a field day. It was a yonta for them already, and it wasn't even Hanukkah. They decided that the Matasyao was a, a little bit too firm in putting everybody in danger. And in life, it's good for Bachram to learn this. Your Abayim already know it. In life, you have to know when to just turn off the hearing a little bit and uh, just ignore everybody. And Matisyo's Chiddush, the Chiddush of Hanukkah, is that if we don't have a core center, a critical mass, if you're called, of Klai Yisrael, keeping the din with all the dikdukim and not compromising on a Kutzah Shoyud, so that there's a Maseira that's unadulterated, pure Kedusha, Taira, to the next Dar, there's not going to be a Klai Yisrael. So I thought... They thought they could do it in caves. Bring enough people. We had a minion. We had two minion. But they saw, I'm not sure what the chilik was between the caves and the homes. The homes had no indoor plumbing and electricity. And the caves didn't either. But apparently, it got too difficult. So the chiddish was that they now have to start a machama that they can't really win. And they have to ask for an ace. And you can imagine what a machalik is that caused. So you had pure Ms. Yavnim who were completely off, who said, you're all... Out of your mind, they're putting everybody in danger. They're going to come with all their armies and kachavi. And then there were a hundred other madregas in the middle where we're shame Shabbos, but uh, you take this a little bit too far, you take a little of the culture. What's so bad? It's the whole chiddush of Hanukkah. There's other terror that it's yantav terish All that's true, but only after you get past the first chiddush. The chiddush is is that there have to be people in Klai Yisrael that are here for the next dar, that are taking the Teresh B'Ksav and Teresh B'Alpeh, and giving it over without any compromise. doesn't mean in life you shouldn't compromise. It means you have to have a Shailah, ask a Syria Shailah before you do. So, now that we know that Chiddush, so let me share some bad news, which ultimately will be good news, if we have enough time. If you ask anybody about Hanukkah, you say, well, what are we celebrating? So you say, oh, we won the victories, we had the Muhammad, Kosh Baruch gave us a simon, that we're doing the right thing, and the simon, by the way, was not a new nace. They had that nace every single day in Bayashani under Shimon Tzadik. I'm not minimizing the nace. I'm going to show you what it was there for. There was not, that wasn't a Chiddush. The Nehem Ravi burned forever, every day. More than eight days, eight days, eight weeks, eight months, as long as Shemitah Sadiq was alive. During Bayashani. 
but they didn't have that for a while. The Kosh Baruch Hu was trying to show them that yes, you have to be mechadish to go on the offensive and fight a mochama just to keep the status quo, to keep who you are, and to keep this kufa bayisheni. So the simon was the same candle that kept on burning from before, and that they accomplished. The bad news is that historically, before Hanukkah, during Hanukkah, after Hanukkah, which was about 30 years of fighting, they lost many more battles than they won. They lost four to five children until they finally secured Eitz Yisrael. When Hanukkah was designated by Chazal to be a yantif, they barely had control of Harabayas. It took another few decades, many, many defeats, many ups and downs, many casualties, and there was only one brother left by the time they secured Eitz Yisrael. And when I say secured Eitz Yisrael, it doesn't mean that everything is fine, they don't have to worry now. They had enemies within, without, there were plenty of Mizyavnim around still. And he secured it for a time. No? Okay, so at least ultimately we had a victory. Not long afterwards, believe it or not, the Chashmanayim themselves who fought the Mocham against the Mizyavnim became Mizyavnim. People don't believe me, but I'm, I'm not here to give you bad news. They're, we're going to still have Hanukkah after I finish the story. The Chashayl is why. So they lost most of the mashpacha, tens of thousands of people. Far more battles were fought with casualties or just outright losses. And after a couple of decades, they finally secured Israel. And then shortly afterwards, the whole reason for the battle, the people, the family, not the original tzaddikim, but the family that designed it became assimilated themselves. And after that, the entire family was physically wiped out by Hordes. So why did Chazal make a yantif? That's a pretty horrific ending. Why is there a yantif? I don't want to spoil the latkes. Stare everything over here. Why Chazal are giving us the aside over here. And I believe the aside is what we began with. And that is that in life in general, certainly in Gullah's condition, you don't have to win every battle. You don't even have to win most of them. And what happens afterwards might not be to your liking and might even be tragic. And that's not our business. Get to Everybody has their own Bechira. It's not a Taina on the original Mishpacha. But what are we celebrating? So we're celebrating what I started saying before, and that is they accomplish what they set out to do. And that is, Klaizos and Sakana, we have to make sure there are enough people to give over the Maseira who are willing to be Mason Nefesh for Yiddishkeit. That they accomplished. How do I know? We're all sitting here and you're listening to this drosha. That's a whole different way of looking at Hanukkah. Perm has the same problem, but it's for a different shmooze, you know. Poor Esther Amalka, the Sadekas left in the palace while we're getting drunk and celebrating. Not everything always has such a happy ending. The happy ending is that we're doing Ratzon Hashem, and this is what Akash Bracha wants, and it doesn't always work perfectly in Gullah's conditions. And it's not loss of love yet. And that doesn't have to stare a simcha. Okay. Rama holds the din simcha, it's no din simcha, you do have to watch. No, no. It's a, it's a yantav of sorts. Chazal wants us to understand the godless of what was accomplished. That's step number one. 
Step number two. So I see you're starting to get nervous because you know what's coming. So you say, what does that do with me? The very nice Hashemana made a decision based on their Das Terah and the Chazal made based on their Das Terah that we have to mark it as a Yantif. But the second part of the secret is that, as mentioned before, we're still struggling with this and we have many days in Klai Yisrael. Some are not with the program at all, unfortunately. And we daven for them. We do a certain amount of Ashtadlis. And unfortunately, many are technically Shemitah Mitzvahs, but they're more than okay with bringing the whole outside world into their life and into their house. And the Yitzhah has a new Chiddush before most of you were born. It's almost really before I was born. There was a battle, they tell me, there was a battle fought in this country in the 40s and 50s in Lemesparam about something called a TV. You probably don't know what that is. The TV was a box that looks like a computer screen. And there was a major Muhammad fought, and they, they told me that in the 50s, there were Yechide Skula who would fight the tide. They said, it's just not going to work. It's un-American. Just not going to work. And it took them about 30, 40 years of very hard work to convince everybody that you're bringing in the whole culture of the Yavanim, Esav, Yishmal, and everybody else combined, and it's not good for anybody's Buchnias. And they finally, as they were winning the battle, Yitzhahar registered a complaint in Shemayim. I can picture yet the Sutton is working for a Kosh Baruch He comes to Kosh Baruch and says, a few Yechidei Skula, Mamish messed up my whole plan. And unfortunately, the Sutton has a Pesachim Peh, and... Uh, he demanded justice and he was given something far more powerful than the TV. TV can only click on one channel at a time. So the Sutton, just for our schar and amelus, was given internet. So it's quieter than TV and you can say it's just a computer screen and that's just for my business. Ah, the last guy told me that retired 20 years ago, but okay. For his business, and what's for his business, will be for his business. You have all sorts of excuses. Lamaisa, this silent uh, killer, is what Hanukkah is all about. It's Yavon. It's creeping into our homes. Just one example. So you say, what does that have to do with anybody sitting here, all the Kadesha Batayrim? The answer is, is that I mentioned before an English expression, if you'll call it, uh, the core, the critical mass. But there's a chalik of Klai Yisrael that's responsible for giving over the Maseira with Maseira's Nefesh. The Maseira, Pshutu in its entirety, pure, with Kedusha, and without compromise. And that core also happens to be sitting in the room. We're having a good night. Have you got everybody in the room? The core, we're talking about the next door. So over here we have those who are trying to get it to the next door, and then we have the next door sitting here. It's a great shutfus. But that means, and this gets some people uncomfortable, all of a sudden everybody probs on Evis, me, ani, ma'ani, I'm responsible for the next door. I didn't ask you to be the godlord there yet. Just know the achrayas. If you live in Muncie, you live in Lakewood, you live in places, Baruch Hashem, with a lot of B'nai terrorists, you get the misimpression that Sure, everybody's from, and everybody's in yeshiva, and everybody's sitting and learning. It's not so. I know that because I quote the statistic whenever I have somebody who, Baruch Hashem, has the money to be able to give, and they just have a small little question, which they're sorry they asked after they asked it, and they said, just, I'm fine with giving to yeshivas and kailin, but just, 
Admosai. How am I doing it? Everybody's sitting and learning. So I asked them, well, how many do you think we should have? He said, I don't know, but Baruch Hashem, we have a lot. I said, let me tell you the real numbers. There are two shvatim out of 12 set aside for Kli Kedish. Shevet Levi for sure. So you already have one out of 12. And then there's what to discuss with Yisachar. But I usually tell them, you'll be made to Shevet Levi. So Shevet Levi, it's one out of 12. Let's assume they're all basically the same size. We know Shevet Levi was smaller at the beginning. But sorry, they weren't in the Shebu. But let's take one out of 12 in higher mathematics. That's a lot of people. If you have two shvatim, two out of 12, one out of six in higher mathematics, that's like 16%. So you said, oh, Baruch Hashem, 16%, uh, that's taken care of already. So why are we collecting? I said, taken care of already? I said, do you know what the number is? He said, I'm sure it's more than 16%. In my neighborhood, 45. It's under one. It's under a half a percent. You know what a chrayis that is? That you were zeichet to be in a yeshiva kadesha? It's under a half a percent. So sometimes they get suspicious. They say, wait a second, are you including friar people? I said, last time I checked, they were Jewish. That's why. Usually they prefer they didn't start the conversation. Less than a half a percent. So who's in charge of handing over the Messiah? Everybody's sitting here. You say, well, I have a lot of friends. With all your friends, it's not 1%. But all the inner light and everybody in between. That's a pretty big achrayas. If you remember, Chizkiel Melech was faced with the same issue when he's in Yushalayim without an army. Sadcherv comes with 180,000 troops. And on paper, there's nothing to discuss. They didn't even have, they were poor. They were under siege, they didn't have an army. So Chazal tell us, Chizkiyo was such a maimin. He says, we're going to work on the Ruchnius. I'm going to sleep after that. Daven to Kosh make them disappear. They disappeared. They all died that night. But that was the result of years and years of an initiative by Chizkiyo Melech that everybody in the best Medrash has to stay the full Seder. And he got some very heavy-set, muscular fellows that stand in the back with swords. If anybody had half of them leaving early, they looked at him and they said, you know what, it's not really worth it. So they turned around, they sat down. That's a pella, so every best Medrash, and it worked. So midan v'ad be'er they gave Bechinas, and everybody knew everything, including Kachim Vatiris. Hafeldik. The only problem is, the obvious question should be, if you want to encourage learning, you should put the sword in the restaurants, and in the streets, and in the clubs, and send the same guy with the sword, and say, you guys have about five minutes to get your act together, and get to the best measures, or else. I have a nice name for this, and it's called Kviyadatit. We won't go there. So, why put the sword in the base measures? The base measures is where the people are already. It's the funny place to put the sword. You're preaching to the converted, they're already there. You've got to go out to the street to get them. So, good question.
The answer given is that Kirov and the Maidlas of Kirov and the Chayva of Kirov for later on in life is not the discussion. It's a tremendous mitzvah, tremendous chus. Chizkiyo understood the Klai Yisrael in Sakana. And that core of Klai Yisrael has to be protected. And it's not always possible to do everything at the same time. And if I have only a couple of sores and that's all they had, and a few guards, I'm going to protect the Bezmejish. That's the Yisrael over here. And that's up to you and also up to your Abayim. But it's challenging because even though we're in Muncie and it's probably the most pristine place you can be in terms of just walking through the streets of Machaya, you don't realize the Milas and no billboards and the, from shopping it's Gavaldi. But you also have an off Shabbos once in a while, you probably once a year at least, right? So <laughs> gotta go home and you're all come from Chashva Mishpachas and you have to but keep in mind, you know, you might be going home tomorrow. There are things there that uh, the machines, which don't have a chira, are only interested in getting you involved in Yavan. And the Yitzhahara convinces us that, yeah, it's not a good idea if my ruchni is, but Baruch Hashem, I don't really represent Klai Yisrael. So Kamash Malon, the one-minute soundbite of tonight's schmooze, is that you are Klai Yisrael, whether you like it or not. And that's a big achrayas. And the sword is not put outside, it's put over here. This is not going to be followed with an announcement that the off Shabbos is cancelled. And we have a guy with a sword at the door. You may get nervous. But you have to know what you're up against and you have to know where there's a sakana on the best of circumstances. And you have to know the achrayis if you're the privileged 1% or half a percent. That comes with a lot of COVID, comes with a lot of sipuk and a lot of growth, but it comes with a lot of achrayis. So Baruch Hashem... Everybody here is very convinced of that, but it's important that that's Lomaisa, what Hanukkah is all about, and it's a time to be mechazik that, and not a time for anivus. It's a time to think of the godless of the metzias, of the situation. It's still Rabban Biyaviatim, and it's still up to a pretty small percentage of Klai Yisrael to make sure that gets to the next door. So, meanwhile, keep up the good work, but be aware of the sakanas, and make sure you take a personal achrayas. That's the introduction, but we'll stop here.